Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jansen. My guest today is Grant Baldwin. He is a speaker, author, blogger, podcaster, and founder of the Speaker Lab Podcast and Speaker Lab Summit. And so guess what we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about speaking and how to get into speaking, how to become a great speaker, how to get paid to speak. So Grant, thanks for joining us. It is a honor and delight to hang out with you, John. So I'd love to hear a little bit of your backstory. Um, anybody who is a paid speaker and, and, and now a trainer of paid speaker, um, what was your path to speaking? Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually, um, in high school, I was really involved in my my, uh, my local church, and my youth pastor had a really big impact in my life. And um, so for a while, I was kind of like, I want to do that. That seemed like a really cool gig. And, and he was doing some speaking, and I felt like, you know, speaking was one of those things that um, I, you know, I had done a little bit of like in high school and felt like I was decent at it. And um, it was never one of those things that I thought of as like a career type of thing. For I think for most speakers, we, we never really even knew it was an option. Like it was never on the career menu, you know, so to speak. And so, um, so after high school, I went to, went to Bible college and then worked at a, a local church for uh, a little while as a youth pastor. And so in that context, I was, doing, I was doing a decent amount of speaking. I was speaking, you know, to the youth group on a weekly basis. And then... And uh, from time to time, I would get to speak in big church on the weekends. And I think it was really there where I felt like, okay, I, I think I'm decent at this. I feel like this is something that I, I could do. Uh, and so, in fact, in college, I actually worked for a guy who was a full-time speaker and kind of got to see kind of the back end of the business. And um, he was he was traveling all over the place and speaking. And I was kind of helping with, like, the travel and the logistics and the contracts and, and just kind of, the again, the back end side of it. So I, I got to see a little bit of, like, okay, this is actually a thing. There, there's a, a career path there. Uh, and so after we, we left the, the, the church that I was at, uh, I met a couple guys who are full-time speakers and just started kind of learning about the business. And so I started kind of going down that path. Um, and so I started just like doing things that, that a lot of us do of just kind of speaking locally for free or beginning to reach out to potential decision makers and clients and would book one thing and try to leverage it into something else. And, uh, and so it took me about a year and a half to go from zero gigs on the calendar to being able to do it on a full-time basis. And so uh, to fast forward, I'd, I've been doing it full-time for about the past eight years or so, speaking a lot in the, the education market, doing a lot with, with high school and college students. Uh, today, we do a little bit more with, with entrepreneurs and, and corporations. Um, but really, really enjoy speaking. Speaking is, a, is an absolute blast. There's a lot of ways that speaking can be used uh, for entrepreneurs in their business, which you could do it on a full-time basis. But you could also, John, you and I, we both have friends who, you know, they don't want to speak full-time. They want to do, you know, five, ten things a year. Uh, and that's by all means, there's, there's, there's absolutely opportunities for people to do that. And so uh, I got to a point a couple years ago where I was, I was speaking, I, did, I think I did about 69 events or so. Um, and it got to a point where part of the challenge with speaking is it just doesn't scale very well, meaning that you are one person in one place at one time speaking to one audience. And while that's great, and there's nothing that can compare to like that, you know, that 45 minutes or one hour on stage, uh, the nature of speaking means that you have to leave your family. You have to go somewhere. Uh, and so it's, it's dependent on you being someplace. And so uh, I remember early on having a, a buddy tell me like speaking is a very high pay manual labor job, meaning that we get paid way too well to travel and stand on stages and run, a, run our mouths. But again, the nature of it is that you have to, you, you have, it's a manual labor job. You have to do something in order to earn, uh, in order to earn that check. And so uh, I wanted to do something that was, that was, I still wanted to speak, but just wanted to create more of a business that was less dependent on me. 
Uh, and so we started, uh, we started the Speaker Lab, which you mentioned. And so now we do a lot with training speakers and helping speakers on the business side. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that teach on the, you know, the kind of the, the, the performance side, so to speak, of how do you create and deliver a good talk. And that's certainly something that we teach a little bit on. But a lot of what we try to teach on is, is the, the behind the scenes. Like, how do you actually build the business of a speaker? How do you, you know, how do you find bookings? How do you know how much to charge? What do you speak about? How do you connect with decision makers? And so that's a lot of, of what we do today. Well, and one of the things I, w- I, I want to emphasize, um, because I, we are going to talk about the business of speaking for somebody who really wants to be paid and maybe have that maybe be their primary source of revenue, but there, I, I think there are so many reasons to look at yourself as a speaker, get better at speaking, uh, because I think it makes you a better salesperson, it makes you more confident in everything you're doing. It is, for me, I mean, I speak at a, 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 an amount that, people would consider as a full-time job, (laughs) but I do it just as much because we sell books and we sell courses and we recruit people to our consulting network. In fact, when I first started uh, speaking, uh, it was the greatest way to get clients. Uh, I would go speak to a group of of willing (laughs) participants, show them how smart I was for 45 minutes, and inevitably two or three would come up and say, hey, we want to hire you. Uh, So there are so many reasons (laughs) to get good at this and look at this as as a legitimate channel, even just for lead generation. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. In fact, one of our um, one of the, the the students that we work with, uh, he was telling me recently in the past in the past twelve months, uh, he had earned three hundred seventy two thousand dollars from speaking for free. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How, yeah, like, how does right, how's, right. how's, how's that even work? And he said he uses he speaks for free as lead generation for his coaching business. Uh, and so sometimes you know there's kind of this misconception with speaking that well if you aren't getting paid you're you're not really a, a real speaker you're not a professional speaker and that's not true at all. I mean you can like you said John you can use speaking to generate revenue in a lot of different ways whether that's through uh, selling books or, or curriculum or training or coaching or consulting. I know I know for me personally and I'm sure you've experienced the same where I've had a few events where I've actually generated more in back of the room sales than I had from my actual speaking fee. Oh, yeah. uh, and so so there's far, just right. yeah there's a lot of ways that you can you can use speaking to build your business beyond just the you went you collected a check and you went home uh, and so again that's that's great that's one way to generate revenue and to build your business but there's a lot of ways that you can use speaking to market other parts of your business as well yeah I, I actually look at it as a channel uh, just like totally. I might you know PR or advertising quite frankly so so let's get into some nuts and bolts um, I'm out there. Maybe I have a company. Maybe I want to be a speaker. Um, so we'll keep it a little bit generic. I mean, how do you figure out who to talk to? Yeah, I think there's there's three key questions that I always challenge speakers to to answer. People that are interested in getting started in the speaking world. So first of all, number one would just be like, why? Why is it that you want to speak? And and kind of in a related vein, there would be, uh, how do you see speaking fitting into your business? Because speaking is one of those things that for a lot of people, it's kind of like, well, I you know I did it. I, I spoke at the local uh, local Rotary Club, or I spoke at a conference for a friend, and just did a little workshop, and it was really fun. And I just want to do more of that, and that, that's great. There's like it is absolutely fun. But being really, really clear about why you want to do this and what the win is for you. So like we were kind of talking about there, John, do you do you want to speak in order to sell more books? Do you want to speak in order to travel? Do you want to speak to find more clients? Like why is it that you want to do it? Because why you want to speak will kind of help dictate and determine the context of the types of events that you should be speaking at. Because if you want to sell mm-hmm. books, for example, there's going to be some environments and, and context where it's a heck of a lot easier to sell books through speaking versus others. And so helping like understanding that why ahead of time really makes it easier on the marketing piece later. So once you understand the why piece, the other two questions 
would be, uh, what do you speak about and who do you speak to? These are super basic marketing questions, but again, a lot of times speakers, we just don't think those things through. Again, it's just kind of, I I like speaking, speaking's fun, so who do I speak to? I I will, I'll I'll speak to humans. I just, I want to talk to people, anybody that will listen. What do you speak about? I don't know. What do you want me to speak about? It's like that you cannot build a business that way, right? Uh, and so it's kind of like, uh, think of it like a book. You know, John, you've, you've written several books. And so if you, were, if you had a book that was, that was uh, being published, I know you've got a, a new book out. Mm-hmm. And people were to ask you, where, where on, the, on the shelves of Barnes & Noble would your book go? Well, if you were to apply, like, well, it could go anywhere, like any section that you, and it's for everybody. Well, it's, it, it's really for nobody. So you have to be super, super clear of this is who I speak to, and this is what I talk about. And so once you're clear on why you speak, what you speak about, and who you speak to, well, then it's a heck of a lot easier to find potential opportunities and events and engagements um, versus trying to just, you know, stick your stick your stake in the ground and saying, like, I, I speak to humans about everything. Because in reality, like, you cannot, you cannot find speaking gigs that way. You know, totally, totally right on, dead on. But I will I'll throw in the caveat that I tell a lot of speakers, you know, if you're just getting started, you know, go speak to wherever two people gather, you know, because you, you got to get practice. That's where you'll find, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Uh, so so don't, you know, don't get so hung up on that. This is, you know, if my leads aren't in this, you know, room, I'm not going to speak there be, in, until you get to the point where you can do that, I think. Totally, totally. And I, I think like like a way to kind of frame that is, like from a marketing perspective, I, I tell a lot of speakers, if, if, I, if I were to go to your site and I'm considering hiring you as a speaker and it feels like it's for everybody and nobody, I'm, I'm probably not going to be interested in you. So like I remember early on, because I was speaking a lot to in the high school and college market, um, that's, that's really what I kind of based my marketing materials around. Now, now if that meant that um, you know, some I spoke at an event and someone saw me speak and they're like, "Hey, can you do you also speak to corporations or associations or this totally different demographic?" Um, it wouldn't be like, "Well, no, no, no I'm sorry, I, I can't do that." Well, if something came up, and again, if it was an opportunity for an at bat and an opportunity to speak, then by all means, like yeah. if I felt comfortable doing it, uh, and I, I think that's a key too. Like, you, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to, you don't want to get it, put yourself in a position where it's like. Oh man, I'm talking to an audience that I I am way over my head, or talking about a yeah. subject that I literally know nothing about. Sure. But if it's in the vein of yeah, yeah, I could I could do this and I could do a solid job, then by all means do that. But in your in kind of in the upfront marketing and communication, you don't want to be the person that's like I I can speak about anything to anybody. Right, 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 right. Um, so once you're out there and you're starting to do it and you decide hey this you know this could pay off i could either get paid for this or maybe i am getting paid for this um or i can get business out of it what are some of your um resources uh, I, I mean we could spend hours talking about this but but essentially how should somebody go about getting better at it yeah, well, I think one of the, the best ways to get better as a speaker is you actually speak. And then right. this is, I mean, this is the same thing that's true with anything. You know, you want to become better um, as a writer. You have to actually write. You know, if I was, I've got three, uh, three daughters. And so if I was teaching them, uh, teaching one of, my, one of my girls how to ride a bike, I mean, we could, we could watch TED Talks about riding a bike. We could watch, uh, we could read articles about riding a bike. But the way that you actually learn to ride the bike is you, you have to get on the bike. And that's the same thing is true with speaking. And so the, the more opportunities you speak, the, the better you become. Come uh, and the, the more comfortable you feel, you figure out what works and what doesn't work. Because one of the one of the kind of the misconceptions with with speaking 
is that professional speakers, they can talk about anything. They just make it up on the fly. They shoot from the hip. And the reality is, is John, you know, we both know that like they've got, they've got like one or two talks that they do and that's it. But those talks are extremely, extremely polished. They are really, really dialed in. They have given those talks hundreds of times and told those stories hundreds of times so that they, they're really, really focused and tight. And it's not something that they're just kind of making up. So I would, I, whenever you, whenever you speak, you get some of that real world feedback immediately from audiences. You start to figure out, you know what, this story, uh, this part of the story worked really, really well. And this part didn't. And so I can tweak that and modify that. So you know, like whenever you're kind of staring at a blank screen and creating a talk, it's all an educated guess until you get in front of an audience and then you actually figure out what works and what doesn't. Uh, and so I would, I would start by, by trying to find some of those local events or trying to, to see what you could do for free. Um, and even if it's something like, um, you know, speaking at, you know, like a, a, a rotary club or a chamber of commerce or even a Toastmaster, just something where I'm getting some practice, I'm getting some at bats that gives me the opportunity just, just to speak. And so, again, the, the, the more often you speak, the, the better you become. I think, I think today at this point, I'm a, I'm a pretty decent speaker, not because I'm a, you know, like I have some special gift that nobody else has. It's because I've given hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of presentations. And so over time, you just you get a better feel of what works and what doesn't. And you just start to feel more comfortable. Uh, and again, it, it's true with, with anything. So the more you can speak, even just for free, uh, the, I think the more comfortable and the better you become. Yeah, and I think that comfort word is a big one because you see a lot of speakers when they're first getting started. I mean, I certainly was this way. They're very nervous and, it, and they're thinking about what they're going to say and well, you know whether or not the slide's going to work, and and that you know that all gets in the way of you just being you, and and uh, uh, so you know the more practice, uh, the more comfortable you get. It's such a huge deal. Totally. So um, let's go to some practical things too. Now, so now I'm speaking. I'm starting to get some business around this. I'm starting to get known, and people like my talks when I give them and get uh, highly reviewed. So how do I go out and you know as a professional start getting that? Two, three, four, five thousand uh, dollar, you know, kind of paid gig. How do I? What are some of the tools out there for me to promote myself? Yeah, there, there's several different things that you can do to actually start picking up uh, some business and starting to kind of generate that flywheel, so to speak. So, again, kind of going back to those three questions of, of why you speak, who you speak to, what you speak about. When you're really clear, especially on those those on the who question. So, let's say, for example, um, you wanted to speak primarily to accountants, all right? So one of the uh, kind of a bonus fourth question that would then be, where do those people gather? Uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, existing events, associations, conferences, groups, clubs that gather on a regular basis that are looking for speakers. And this is a really key point here. That it is much it is much simpler to get your foot in the door with organizations and groups that are already looking for speakers versus trying to convince some organization that's never hired a speaker that they need to hire one. So it's kind of like um, uh, it's kind of like if someone you know we're recording this right now in the fall and and you know it's a it's a beautiful day. I'm home here in Nashville, and so if someone came to my door right now and said, "Hey, would you like me to shovel your driveway?" I, I, I don't. I don't have a need for that. You're asking me for something that I, I just do not need. Versus someone that comes in, you know, in January and it's dumping snow. Yeah, you're you're providing a solution to to a need that I have. So if if you wanted to speak primarily to accountants. One of the simplest things you could do is honestly just start with Google and start kind of just browsing around to figure out, looking up things, like, phrases like, um, you know, accountants conference, accountants uh, association, accountants convention, ac accountants event. I would look this up by state or region or province or territory as well. Uh, and the reason being is that if you look up like Accountants Association right now, you'd probably find like some of the bigger national conferences. And oftentimes those bigger 
associations and groups are going to be bringing in bigger national speakers. But when you start looking up, if you just looked up, let's say, uh, the Missouri uh, Association of Accountants, they, they may not be able to afford some big wig, big name speaker with you know a $20,000 speaking fee. What they're looking for is they've, they've got, a, like you said, John, like a, a three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 budget. And so they're looking for you know a, ta- a quality speaker, but they can't afford the, the $20,000 speaker. So if you are someone who is you know within a, I try to I remember early on I tried to look for like within a three hour driving distance of where I was what some potential organizations and groups would be because at that point again if you're if you find let's say a, some association or conference or group that is having that is bringing speakers in uh, to speak to accountants and you are someone that speaks to accountants again you are providing a solution to a need that they have uh, and so that's where I would start is is even just using Google now from there. There's a lot of things that you can do in terms of getting, uh, finding repeat business, of uh, building referrals from existing clients, of networking with other speakers mm-hmm. and finding referrals. This is a big thing that a lot of people don't think about is they think, you know, speaking is very, very competitive and there's a lot of speakers out there. And, and the fact of the matter is, John, you and I are both speakers, but there's no reason like wh- why we couldn't refer business to one another because uh, kind of this, this misconception is, is uh, is like once once you or I go speak at an event, even if we do a phenomenal job, most likely that client will not hire us again for another you know three, four, five years right. because typically they have the same audience. They want the audience to turn over a little bit. They just don't want to bring the same speakers back year after year after year. So if I go do a great job at an event and they ask me, hey, you know, we'd love to have you back in five years. I want to maintain that relationship with that client. So why wouldn't I go to the client and say, you know what? I know you're not going to have me back for a few years, but let me introduce you to my friend John. John would do a phenomenal job at this conference. You, would, you really need to talk to John. Uh, and so there's a lot of times where I have referred business to other speakers, other speakers who have referred business to me, uh, because again, we want to maintain that, that relationship with that client. So if I speak this year and I refer John and John shows up and he kills it, it makes me look good. Yeah. Like I, I continue to build and solidify that relationship with that client. So there's a, again, there's a lot of ways kind of long-term that you can start to find gigs and, and, and book business. But again, I think, I think just kind of the, the hustle and grind of just kind of like digging through the haystack and looking for some of those, those needles there uh, of groups that are looking for speakers to talk about what it is that you talk about to the associations or the groups that you would typically speak to. Just doing that is a great way to get the ball rolling. What about um, agencies? Or, or I've run into a um, a group recently called Gig Masters, which is is kind of an online tool or community to to you know help help folks get gigs. I mean, is, is that an important step, or is that really just more? Is is the agency route more just uh, you know kind of personal choice? Yeah. Okay. So there, there's pros and cons both ways. So on the like on the agency and kind of bureau thing, sometimes again another kind of misconception here is we think, all right, I want to be a speaker, so I just I just need to find a bureau. I just need to find an agency, um, and it just it just doesn't work like that. So uh, one of my uh, one of my neighbors here in, in Nashville is uh, the president of Premier Speakers Bureau, and he he said he said it a great way. He says that bureaus don't create demand; they manage demand. Mm-hmm. They don't create demand; right. they manage demand. Meaning. If you can't book yourself, why would a bureau be interested in you? So if you're now if you're at a point where man I'm booking a lot of stuff and the, and things are really going and hopping, then that's the point where most bureaus 
and agencies are might be more interested in you. But again, if you are someone that's like, I've never booked anything on my own, I can't get anybody to hire me. I'll just find a bureau. Well, if you can't sell yourself, like what what makes you think a bureau or an agency would be interested in you? Now, when you when you go to some of those like third party sites of like you said the gig masters of of the world, um, you know, there you may be able to find some opportunities there. It's also going to be. Um, I mean, it can be a bit of a meat market, you know, yeah. where you just have a ton of people. You, you may have just hundreds and hundreds of speakers trying to pounce on a handful of opportunities there. Yeah. Uh, and so you got to kind of sift through that. And so, again, rather than I'm just going to wait for some of the right job listings, so to speak, to post on some mm-hmm. of these sites, I would rather be more proactive in going and trying to find some of those types of gigs. Because, again, sometimes speakers think, well, you know, I put on my website that I'm a speaker or I posted a YouTube video and now I just sit back and wait for the phone to ring. Like, yeah. you just you cannot build a business that yeah. way. And so... Uh, you have to be more proactive in going out and finding business. Yeah, I, I tell you another thing that a lot of people don't do. That was, I tell you how I found all of my first, especially when I was, you know, speaking for leads. I would go to some of these conferences, <laughs> you know, that were close right. by, and you know, go to the luncheon that the the remodeling contractors of Kansas City, you know, were were holding. Go as a guest, and uh, um, you know, that's. That's how you meet the program person, you know, because they're there, you know, where they, they might not return a phone call or an email, but while they're there in, in the environment and somebody introduces you, you know, to them, then all of a sudden you, you know, you, you are in the context of, you know, of them trying to hire. So it's a, it's a great way too. Well, yeah, and, and you bring up a great point there that this the one of the important things about uh, the speaking business, and I think just business in general, is this is a relationship business. Like people do business with people they they know, like, and trust. And so there are there are times I've done the exact same thing, John, where I may go speak and do like a free workshop because it's something that's you know within a couple hours drive, just to like get my foot in the door, just mm-hmm. to like meet that client. Because you can exchange emails or phone calls, but when you meet someone in person, like it just changes the dynamic of the relationship. You know, like John, you and I. We'd exchange a couple emails, I think, and and then you know we'd met in person at a, a conference this past uh, this past fall in, in, in the Portland area, um, and it just changes the dynamic when you meet someone in person. We were, you know we were just talking beforehand of we're both going to be at the same you know, an event in a few weeks, mm-hmm. and it just changes that relationship when you're able to meet both speakers and and potential clients there. Yep, absolutely. So uh, tell me a little bit about, um, so, so obviously we've got people listening. If they've listened this long, they're interested in speaking. So uh, tell me a little bit about the training and the workshops and courses that you offer at Speaker Lab. Yeah, I mean, we've just kind of scratched the surface of some different things yeah. that, that are important for getting started. And again, for people in all different phases of the business, uh, of where they're at. And so uh, we do have a, that website that you mentioned, thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We've got a podcast over there with over 100 episodes that people can check out, all t- types of topics uh, and, and, and you know interviews and those type of things. Uh, but then also we, we have a free email course people might be interested in checking out. Uh, or just, it's a nine-email course just walking through, again, how to find and book speaking engagements. And so so uh, if people are interested in that, they can find that over at thespeakerlab.com. And uh, right on the homepage there, they'll give you a, a link to, to register for that. Awesome. Grant, great uh, catching up with you here. And as you mentioned, uh, we'll, we'll see you in real life out there on the road. Looking forward to it. Thanks, John. This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast was made available by the folks at Magic Jack for Business. You can take your small business phone system to the cloud and save thousands. You're going to get unbeatable reliability at an incredible price. There's no nickeling, diming. It's always on. You get all kinds of professional features like auto attendant and music on hold and virtual facts and way more. And because you're a listener of mine, you get two free months of the service when you sign up at, get ready, 
magicjackforbusiness.com slash duct tape. magicjackforbusiness.com slash duct tape. Be one of the first people to sign up, one of the first 100 to sign up, and you'll get a free phone too. Isn't that awesome?